Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson. And this is Work Party, a podcast for women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. This season, we're bringing in leading female powerhouses to take a deep dive into the topics that matter most to you. Technology, money, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it, we're covering it all. Tune in every Wednesday for career, real talk, and BS-free advice from the best in the biz. Ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. When we think of efficiency and productivity, technology immediately springs to mind, but it can heighten our creativity too. When it comes to the nuance and creativity, humans have the edge over technology for now, but we're seeing the emergence of new technology that is bringing the human and the digital together and fueling our creative thinking. In the era of big data, marketers, editors, advertisers, business owners have started to rely less and less on their judgment and intuition and more and more on the numbers to inform their decision-making. But will these homogenize and squash the evolution of new thought? And will everything end up looking the same? Because one thing the data also tells us is that risks and failing are the key to success. As scary as that might sound, I believe there's room for human instinct to play a part here backed up by data, of course, we can take calculated risks at the end of the day. If it doesn't work, we can reconfigure, analyze what went wrong, and make it better next time. But to shed more light on how technology can fuel our creativity, we sat down with Jennifer Downs, Executive Director for North American Marketing at Lenovo, to find out how the two can work in synergy and even amplify each other. So let's get right into it. So Jennifer, you started your career as the director of direct response marketing at uh, Lenovo, which you've held for six years before becoming the executive director of marketing. I'd first and foremost love to know a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are today. Oh, that's an interesting um, twisted tale. So I actually, if you go way back, um, my aspiration was to be a psychologist slash lawyer. That was actually the path I was on when I was in school. And um you know, different things happen along the way where things, the path you think you're going to take isn't necessarily the path that turns out to be the right one for you. But I had a mentor who had a big influence in my life and thought that I was wasting my time with this psychology thing, as he used to say. So um, thought that I would be a good fit for marketing and uh, got my MBA in marketing and kind of took off down the marketing path. But, you know, what I found is that my background in psychology has really helped 
inform a lot of how I think about um, marketing. It's really about understanding the end user, thinking about the consumer and and what their journey is and how they learn. And really a great source of, of I think, of strength in terms of how I choose to go about my job and how I coach um, folks within my team. So a different, a different path than what I thought I was going to be on, but I think it, it all turned out in the end to be the right one for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet psychology plays an interesting role, especially with marketing, because marketing in many facets is emotional. It's intuitive. It taps into, you know, what you're feeling inside and out. So I, I think it actually could be a really good combination. Um, so now, you know, you're the executive director of marketing at Lenovo, which is, you know, a Fortune 500 company, massive. Can you tell us a little bit about your day-to-day, what, you know, what your job looks like, what marketing initiatives you've spearheaded, and how big your team is. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, you know, marketing at Lenovo for geography is a fairly complex role um, because we have multiple facets to our business. So we have a consumer business that's really about driving, um, you know, awareness and, and consideration to consumers and really driving the premiumness of our brand um, to a broad set of, of end users. And that alone is a, is a pretty massive job. And that's where branding really comes into play. Um, but we also have a very large um, B2B side of our business. You know, we historically have come from um, being on a, on a commercial side of the business, you know, coming from ThinkPad. Um, and so that is really a, a legacy play for us. And then how do you parlay that into what we're trying to accomplish with consumers and even small, medium businesses, which has increasingly become a large focus for us as we think about the uniqueness of small and medium business owners and entrepreneurs who sort of sit in between the consumer and the commercial space. They operate very similarly into the way a consumer does, because at the end of the day, we're all consumers um, and our behaviors don't change a ton, but they're, the context in which they're searching or making decisions um, starts to take on more of a perhaps a mid or a larger size business. And so it's, it's interesting, um, a unique audience in and of itself. But when you think across, you know, marketing across all of those segments, and then what does that mean in each of those segments? That's where it gets to be quite complex. And how do you in a geography sort of take that down to a level where we're marketing the Lenovo brand and putting it in context? and addressing that to specific audiences. Um, that's the fun of it. It's certainly, like I said, it is, it's fairly complex, but I like challenges. And so that's what made it interesting for me and for my team. Um, from a team size perspective, you know, we have about 55 to 60 people currently in my organization, and they're running across all three of those segments and also supporting multiple routes to market. So all of the point of sale that you see in a Best Buy or some of our other retailers, that's all done by my team. Um, very crafted experiences that we want to deliver in store, but equally how we deliver those experiences on Lenovo.com, for example, or um, through the e-tail channels or even our commercial partners. So it's looking at all of the products across various routes to market and across various customer segments. And so again, the challenge of how you marry everything that we're trying to accomplish that is going to clearly allow you to articulate who you are and what you stand for in an already crowded space. What's up, ladies? Let's take a pause from today's episode to talk about The Way, a hair care line created by celebrity hairstylist and former work party guest, Jen Atkin. Jen set out to create the first socially connected hair care brand to drive conversations and innovations in the hair space. And she succeeded in doing just that, having earned recognition as the most influential hairstylist in the world from the New York Times. The Way offers hair care you can relate to, 
and crowdsources their community when developing new products rather than telling them what they need. I'm thrilled to give you the inside scoop on the latest addition to their all-star product lineup, all-in-one shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair. We all know how overwhelming it can be to shop for hair care. With so many options that all target different hair concerns, it can be difficult to know where to start. The Way wanted to simplify how you shop for hair care, so they developed one-and-done hair solutions tailored to tackle the biggest challenges for your hair type and give you your healthiest, most manageable hair ever. For a limited time only, The Way is offering all Work Party listeners a special discount. Visit theway.com, that's O-U-A-I.com, and enter code PARTY to receive three free samples with your order. I got to try out the medium hair shampoo and conditioner, and it is unreal. My hair was so soft, shiny, and frizz-free. They added babasu oil for smoothness and shine and coconut oil to strengthen and hydrate, the perfect combo for my hair type. My favorite part? It's color-safe, sulfate-free, cruelty-free, and produce an eco-friendly packaging. I mean, come on, what else could you ask for? But don't just take my word for it. Shop their new shampoos and conditioners for fine, medium, and thick hair now at theway.com. That's spelled O-U-A-I. And don't forget to enter code PARTY at checkout and receive three free samples with your purchase. One of the things I'm interested to talk about is the fact that, you know, this is sort of, you said, a legacy brand. You're the number one PC manufacturer in the world. When you have a brand history and a legacy like that, how do you innovate without disrupting what has already been built? You know, our focus has really been on building upon what we've already done, right? So how do you continue to optimize and continue to evolve and continue to bring value? Um, and that's really been the focus for um, Lenovo as a brand. It's, it's really centering on um, the customer. And we are maniacally focused on our customers, whether they are end consumers or their SMBs or customers in the commercial space and really understanding who they are, what makes them tick, you know, what are the needs and the pain points that they have and how do we address those with our technologies? And so, you know, we believe that what differentiates us is our ability to understand our audiences uniquely and work with them to build technologies and solutions that are going to fit those needs well into the future. Absolutely. And I can imagine with so many product launches, so many things to do, that this is kind of a timely process putting together these large-scale marketing campaigns. Can you talk us a little bit through the process of what goes into creating these from sort of ideation to fruition? Some of what I just talked about is really understanding the audience. We do a fair amount of research, um, both internally with our existing customers, but also leveraging some external research um, as well to to understand the broader space and what are some of the macro trends going on. Certainly have a view to what's going on um, in the competitor set, but really looking deeply into the audiences that we're looking to serve um, and almost partnering with them, if you will, to to figure out what's the next set of technologies that are going to help kind of pivot them forward. Um, understanding that, you know, all of us as businesses and we ourselves are looking to transform, right? It's like, what's the next best thing? It's a constant evolution. And, and how do we help them do that? And so our mission is really to drive intelligence transformation to support our customers in doing that. And we speak to it because we're doing it ourselves. And so it's not just us coming in from the outside, trying to deliver something that they may or may not find useful, but really being on journey with them with the end goal to deliver smarter technology for all. You know, it's, it's technology that everybody can use in their own unique way and finding distinctive ways to improve their work 
um, their play and, and help them better connect with family and friends or other business associates and just improving that process and making it better, making it easier for them overall. Absolutely. So to touch on technology and creativity a little bit, Lenovo is famous for designing tools that enhance your creativity. And one of those targets that you mentioned is small business owners. So can you talk to us a little bit about how Lenovo is helping small businesses be creative while also being on a budget, which I know can be so important for startups, small business owners, self-employed women everywhere? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this has been kind of near and dear to my heart. I, I love working in the SMB space, again, because it is a bit of a unique um, segment it, because it sort of crosses between that consumer and more of the commercial world. Interesting, you know, a dynamic to to talk to SMBs and understand, you know, what some of their challenges are and what they're trying to do. Um, and it's so um, deep within them. It's very passionate, right? These are people that are very passionate about something that they're doing, whether they're a baker or a bookstore owner or, you know, what have you. They're very passionate about what they're doing, and they're equally passionate about how do they deliver um the best service they can or the best product they can to their customers and how do you help them do that in the most seamless fashion. When we think about the products and solutions that we devise, again, it stems from really getting deep with uh, the SMB space and understanding what's going to make sense for them, but understanding who they are as people. You know, this is where we've done a fair amount of research and looking at um, the increase of the millennial and Gen Z segments that are really starting to become not just influencers, but really decision makers. Um, and some of the behaviors are different uh, in terms of, you know, how they um, do their work, go about doing their work every day and what the expectations are that they have. They want technology that is aesthetically appealing, right? It's an extension of their brand, both personally and professionally. So we have to keep that in mind. But also, how do you give them a device that's going to allow them to do um, really what they're trying to do and do it in the most efficient and effective manner? And mobility comes into play here, right? They're, they could be working in a coffee shop or they could be working from home or they're, you know, on a train, um, you know, wherever they are, having the technology to uh, allow them to do their jobs as they need to. You know, you could be sitting uh, on a train and think of an idea, and then you can use your new yoga with the garage pen to write down the ideas. Um, so as these ideas are coming to you, they're sort of like always on, always working, always thinking the next best thing. You have the technology that allows you to, that's reliable, that's there to help you do what you need when you need to do it. Absolutely. And obviously, all of these things are built to help us be more successful, more efficient. But what are some of the challenges you're finding small business owners are having? And, and how are you guys solving for them? Yeah, I think it's one of them really comes back to the mobility piece that I talked about um, is really having something that's going to allow them to work the way that they want to work and not be tied down. Um, you think about the the reliability, it's it's the the portability with a thin and light device that, that enables them to be, you know, as mobile as they need to be. That's really where we've put a lot of the focus. Um, and then certainly on, you know, the different capabilities in terms of the productivity and being able to still be the the powerhouse machine that they need, but also it looks nice as they're walking around with that machine. Yeah, absolutely. It's form and function. I I totally agree with that. Um, so when it comes to your business, your network is everything. How can businesses use technology to form and enhance those important relationships? And, and how do you guys think about that at Lenovo? Um, in terms of a collaboration standpoint? Exactly. That's sort of the nature of your question. Yeah, collaboration is a big part of of what goes into thinking about the products and solutions that we create. So how do you create technology that allows them um, to collaborate with each other 
Because at the end of the day, especially with mobility, when you think about how a lot of workforces are set up, even for ourselves, we sit in a smart workspace every day. We're not necessarily um, sitting in queues all lined up next to each other. So really look behaviors in terms of how they need to collaborate to really harness that creativity that they all have within them, but also share that across each other so they can continue to build upon that. At the end of the day, that's what helps build um, really the competitive company and thinking about what's important for the future. It's that human connection and how the technology enables them to have that connection. Yeah. And even looking at Lenovo, which has 57,000 employees globally, which is crazy, you know, how technology can connect everyone to be more efficient and streamline communication, especially because so many people are working remotely now or, you know, across different cities. Yeah, exactly. So you've been uh, very successful and launched incredible campaigns for the Lenovo brand, um, but not everything is as it seems sometimes, which we which we all know and have experienced. But what have been some of the biggest mistakes you've made and learned from and how did it inform your career long term? I think over time, and I'll just think about this more as an expansion, expansiveness when we look at my career over time, it's, it's, you know, really focusing more on the customer. And that's where we at Lenovo have put so much of our effort and really being, as I said earlier, maniacally focused on the customer. Um, you know, I come from a time where you built a product and the idea was, well, you build the product and they'll come because the product's so great. And I think what, you know, I've certainly found over the, my years of being in marketing that that's not necessarily the case. And I think today, more so than ever, because of the digital and social capability that exists today and the reliance of consumers on that, um, you know, consumers are really much more discerning than they, they used to be. And they have the opportunity to really say, this is what I want and this isn't what I want. Um, so I'd say if I'd say, what are some of the, the bigger challenges that I've come across? It's really making sure that we know our audience is and where they consume content. And that's so much of what we've now brought into our campaigns uh, moving forward is to think about not only what do we know about these core audiences that we are looking to support, but where are they? How do they consume their content? Um, who do they like to get content from? It isn't necessarily the brands themselves, but how do you create authenticity and credibility um, by partnering with folks that already have a, a significant voice uh, amongst that, that segment audience? Um, and that's really where we've put a lot of our focus within the last year and a half with our campaigns. And if you've seen some of the work that we've done, you'll see that coming through in the, in the way that we've chosen to innovate in the market. Absolutely. And so we have a ton of listeners that are small business owners, that are self-employed, that have a side hustle. What would your number one marketing tip be for them, given your years of experience? Uh, I come back to just know your audience, mm. right? I think that um, the days of thinking that, you know, of the four Ps, I'll date myself here a little bit, but the four Ps where product was at the top of that um, that chart, I think, is is definitely not the way to think about it. You've really got to know who you're trying to talk to um, and really understand what's going to meet their needs. Because at the end of the day, if you miss that mark, then you're not going to be successful. You may be lucky in pushing some stuff through, but it's not really driving the business in the way that you would like to. Absolutely. And obviously you are, you have a very creative and kind of um, fun role within a much larger organization. I think for the women out there that are in that corporate track, what advice do you have for them to sort of, you know, carve out their niche within a larger organization? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I've done a lot of soul searching on this, you know, over the past several years, especially as I've gotten to um, this role of running marketing for a large organization in one of the larger geographies. Um, it, it's don't be afraid to speak up, right? You know, you always take a seat at the table. Um, don't always think that somebody else is smarter than you. Um, I think that you have to find your voice, and, and that's not always an easy thing to do, especially for women in the tech sector. Um, but it's one that I've learned that you have to take the bull by the horns and force yourself to do it sometimes, even when it's difficult. Um, because I think women do have an interesting perspective, especially when you think about technology and the tech products that are being produced today. And, you know, we miss out on that as an industry if women don't speak up. So I would say take your seat at the table is, is my number one piece of advice. Love that. So we will wrap with some sentence finishers, if that sounds good to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm the most creative when? Oh, let's see. I'm the most creative when I am working uh, 2 a.m. in my house by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Work from home. Very important. Um, My success mantra is? My success mantra. Hmm. Be real. I love that. Be real. Be who you are. Be authentic. And the three traits I look for in an employee are? It goes back to use the authenticity. Um, Not afraid to take risks. I think you've got to be open to trying new things and and making mistakes. Um, And being resourceful, right? Kind of going outside the box and thinking about um, how to do things differently, even when you think something is working perfectly. And it kind of goes hand in hand with that risk taking. But risk is is something I talk a lot about with my team. And I, I love it when people aren't afraid to make mistakes. But as a leader, it's really important to give them the room to to make those mistakes as well. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for your time. Yeah, absolutely. This was great talking to you. Thank you very much. And I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Got questions? Well, we've got answers. We're so excited to introduce the Work Party Hotline, a new resource for all your hot button career questions. Maybe you're looking for a business partner and don't know where to start or are eager to ask your boss for a raise and need to know how to go about it in a professional manner. Whatever the career question you have, give me a call anytime and I'll give you my best advice on air during future episodes. You can reach the Work Party Hotline at 213-394-5107. That's 213-394-5107. Talk soon. Hey guys, today's Work Party Hotline question comes in from Marissa. Marissa says, I have a health and wellness-based beauty blog, and I need advice on how to make it profitable. Right now, it's something that I do creatively to share the knowledge that I'm learning in my own journey, but I'm wondering how to turn this into a revenue channel. Well, that is a great question, and I'm sure a question a lot of people have. So when it comes to content, you really have to think about your different revenue sources, and some of which, and the most popular that we all know about, is sponsored content from brands. But brands don't always come knocking at your door. Sometimes you have to go after the brands that you want to be working with. So first and foremost, I would say create a media kit. Create a strong media kit with all your analytics and data that you want to show that you can provide to a potential sponsor. Be armed with that when they reach out to you and use it when you reach out to them. The other thing I would say is affiliate links. There are a ton of affiliate link programs out there from shop style to reward style that you can be part of where you're linking and recommending products and getting a kickback if someone happens to buy them. Those are two quick and easy ways to implement revenue generating content on your content platform. So hopefully that helps. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? 
part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com so you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.